mean you're not going to bed tonight? Michael and I are going to indulge in an all-night orgy of sex and violence. If you are a teenager, you may not have heard of the term video nasty for gross-out films. Police have raided many video shops in the past months. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. Welcome back to a nasty podcast. It's been six years since we did an episode, because <laughs> um, we all have a life and things to do. So we're now back, and we have a special guest, John Matthews, via phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi, John. Technology. Hello. <laughs> um, wonderful. Please t- tell us about yourself. Ah, uh, oh, that's what I'm spot. Uh, yes. So I. Uh... I like movies, you can probably tell. Uh, <laughs> big fan of genre stuff, um, and I collect a lot of movies. There you go, my life story. <laughs> life story, I like movies. Well, we all know that from watching your posts and what you buy as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we truly believe that you have the deepest pockets out of every other collector. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, I try and get... Uh, there are a few labels I've had to cut down on, but there was a point where I was just trying to get everything from every label, but it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. You can't do it. You can't keep doing it. So, yeah, so, no, no, look, I, I'm a big collector, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm a big, big fan of the, of the blues. Of the blues. It's all the blues. Yeah. Blue, blue for life. That's it. Blue for blue life. For life. Well, I, I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> I'm just a cheap cunt. I go DVDs when no, I can. No, I go VHS. VHS. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I used to collect VHS for many years. I've still got quite a bit, but, um, yeah, yeah, moved over to the land of the blue. But, uh, no, VHS is still very cool. I definitely like it. Do you have like any past explosive for Simon? He's looking for some. <laughs> yeah, I only need ten. Ten more and I've got all of them. Yeah, I've actually got a pretty minty set of Pulse Explosives. Um, minty yeah, set, so that's like three times the price. But it's, a, it's a long story, but they're... Um, so one of them even has the, the Palace new seal on, on the tape, so uh, the box, the side. So, yeah, I'll have to show you some pics. Awesome. Oh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, tonight's episode, one's an Australian film, one's a New Zealand film. Which is like it's. We're, we're, we're just claiming well, yeah. it anyway because we claim everything from New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Exploitation, <laughs> It really is. Like it was. I think it was featured in the Ozploitation. Um, Ganane produced it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like yeah, it's co-produced by Australia. So you know what's ours, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> we like claim Russell Crowe, so we're like claiming this film. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I know you watched it. On the weekend, Johnny. What were your thoughts on it? Oh, is this uh, Jimmy Blacksmith? Yeah, Jimmy Blacksmith. Yes, we'll start off with Jimmy yeah. Blacksmith. Um, yeah, so I mean, this, this film is interesting. I've got a bit of a history. I mean, I, I haven't seen it since fucking high school. That was the last time I watched it. And I remember when I saw it, it was I, I think we were reading the book and we were watching the film. And um, I didn't think of it as really a, a nasty or even an exploitation film because um, I, I, I did enjoy the film. I, I had a second up the first time in many years. Um, mm. It's very much of that time period. It's like an Australian new wave film, uh, film with, with some exploitation elements. I wouldn't really say exploitation, but uh, no, I, I enjoyed it. It was a really interesting film. I see why uh, Quentin Tarantino loves it so much. and um, I see some influences from Django, which was brought into his film. So, um, no, no big mm. fan of it. Yeah, it's an awesome film. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I haven't seen it for a while, but like when I first watched it, watched it 
I loved it. I just like I just love it when like it's not the whites winning, it's like other races and everything. I just love it when yeah. they just destroy everything the whites have As created. messed up as yeah. it sounds, when he shoots that baby, I'm just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. He just grabs the pickaxe, or the axe. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, the axe. I'm massive in the family. Well, I think it, it does a good job of setting up why he... Well, not, not why he does it, because it is there in the moment, but but it does lead up to a really good character study to what kind of pushes them over the edge um, in that second half of the film. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing with a lot of, like, these films. This actually has proper character. It's, like, almost a drama. It's not... It's yeah. not. It, you don't consider it as a horror. It's more of a no. drama, bit of a thriller. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a, a timepiece drama. Kind yeah. Of um... But yeah, like, when the violence does happen, it is exploitation violence to a degree. Yeah. Mm. Like, the axe going in, it's definitely, it's definitely got its, its moments of exploitation. Yeah, and yeah. I, just that over the I top. I think that's why it kind of works overall as a film. It, it can be considered, like, you know, as you said, you watched it in school, therefore it's a serious yeah. movie to watch in school, you know, it's educational. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's also based off true events. Jimmy yeah. Governor, yeah. I believe he's Yeah, it was, yeah, Jimmy Governor. Yep, that's yeah. right. The Bush Ranger. So, mm. I don't know much about Jimmy Governor, but... It's guess, pretty much the same as yeah. Jimmy Blacksmith, it's just he was a half Aboriginal, half white. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's growing up in a Christian family sort of setting and growing up. Mm. Yeah, mm. and I, I like how it sets up, um, and it really captures that time period really well, but I it doesn't really tell you, but you kind of guess, like, late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, so, well, exactly. And some honest biscuits and stuff. That, oh, sorry, not honest biscuits, but some, some biscuit tins. And uh, I really like the atmosphere. Mm. Yeah. yeah, nice. What about you, Kiri? The first time I ever watched it was only just about three months ago. Mm. I'd never seen it before that. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. When you were collecting your umbrella blues. Yeah. Oh, well... <laughs> You know, as most of you know, I collect, you know, about four different labels at the same time. Don't we all? Yeah, yeah. That, and that's hard enough on its own. But, yeah, I sat down, I watched it. Being rated M, I wasn't expecting much, as, you know, other R-rated or, you know, 18 BBFC 18 titles. And I thought, mm. all right, well, we'll see, yeah. we'll see what's going to happen. I just wanted to know why it ended up on... I'm curious, you know, why did it end up on the nasties what? list? what was nasty about it. Yeah. And, yeah, by the time the film finished, I got it. You know, yeah. I understood as why it would have, you know, appeared on the list. You know, graphic uh, graphic artwork, uh, graphic content. Axe murders. The axe. BBFC just hated axe murders. Yeah. So I'm kind of convinced. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. Anything, you, any, like, tool you can get from the shed, just they just hated. Yeah. Because then well, that... Well, the post that does have the blood dripping off the axe. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's Man. one of those, um... It's like one of the most simple posters, but it's... It tells you a lot. Yeah. It's just a black axe yeah. with red blood. And interesting as well, I did a little bit of research. Um, it was initially rated R in Australia. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was appealed because they wanted to get... Get it out to a more mainstream audience... And so it got appealed to an M rating. Oh. And obviously it's just never been re-rating because I, th- re- I think it would possibly fetch an MA. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. possibly. Like you get like, you know, it's like 11 year olds and 12 year olds getting murdered. In yeah. one scene. And a baby. Yeah. Yeah, right, the baby will do it for me. <laughs> 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 uh. 
But what was Dean? Does anyone know the uh, VHS release? I want to say Thorn AMI, but I know that's probably wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about VHS release, to be honest. I'll have Umbrella had the first, world's first ever Blu-ray release. Mm. Yeah, it's a good scan. It looks really good, and, and the film is shot. Place it's got great cinematography, beautiful film, and, and the new scan they use is really good, so definitely recommend the Blu-ray. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And this was, um... Shout out to Umbrella. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, this was, uh... Tommy Lewis's first acting role. He yeah. never had acting experience, and ah. then he was thrown. I think Fred Pesci's wife saw him in an airport. I was like, "Oh, you should get him in chant. <laughs> you should get him in chant." He's like, "You're yeah, alright." <laughs> Is that it, Walton? Walton video? No, that's not that. No. That's not Australian. No. Ah, well, definitely not an Aussie release. I don't know about the Aussie release actually on VHS. I know it definitely had one. It didn't do very well here though, apparently. No. No, it didn't. Um, hmm, I wonder why that could be. <laughs> yeah, Australians just don't like Australian films. <laughs> or maybe, well, yeah. it was. Oh, it's probably just the time. They're saying, well, like, it, it's in the late it, 70s, there's still racism. They see a black person win something, yeah. and they're just like, nah. Yeah. Well, it was it was given apparently in Australia. It was given a very limited release. Um, I was doing some research, and it only opened in New York, uh, for like a limited art house theater for like a week or something. So it was yeah. buried. The film was virtually brought out, forgotten, and then kind of uh, rediscovered. Uh, I guess years on. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it boggles the mind why the nasty. Yeah, I still you know, scratch my head over. I don't know whether they got it mixed up because all these black exploitation films were. I mean ending at that time period the late 70s but I don't know if they got it mixed up and, and I don't know what the thinking was it, it's really bizarre I don't know why this is on the list <laughs> yeah a lot of the the, the section 3 films is just like really <laughs> honestly yeah. this is on the list hey, wow it's, <laughs> it's like yeah it's hard to it's really hard to find some of these films and you're just like how did you even people see this yeah but you yeah, know it's like I don't think they even saw half the films I just picked I just, I honestly just think it's probably like the axe on the cover. Yeah. They picked it up. Yeah. Oh, axe on the cover. Oh, it's a history piece. It's fine. Mm. But it could also just be the good old British racism as well. Like, oh, we, we yeah. can't be portrayed badly in this film, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, well, there is a scene where they uh, they make fun of the poems, so that may have been <laughs> I don't know. Someone on the BBFC just went like, oh, this. <laughs> as soon as they hear the word the queen they're like nah cut it <laughs> um, well, maybe it was uh, Al Stewart as well I don't know Al Stewart <laughs> yeah. yeah he makes an appearance in this <laughs> so does um, John Jarrett yeah John Jarrett yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah John like just pops up in a lot of Aussie films he's like oh fuck there you are <laughs> that's cool I like this guy some random character yeah yeah um, so even though it did have a limited release in Australia, it was pretty much nominated for every category in the AFI, which is yes. pretty outstanding. It only won three, so it was Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Music Score. But that would still work today if you just made it, if you want yeah. to get funding from the Victorian film, whatever, you know, 
you just make a film about an Aboriginal and you've got funding pretty much. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you want to do something that's a bit outside the box, maybe genre cinema. Nah, no chance. You know? <laughs> no chance. No. <laughs> so, Samson just... and Delilah though. Yep, there you go. Oh, you win. You win everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not saying it's a bad movie, but... I haven't seen it, to be yeah. honest. I haven't even seen Sweet Country yet, and I want to see that. I haven't seen that yet, anyway. It was, a, it was a good time for Australian films, the late 70s. I mean, that was uh, the Australian new wave, where we saw these directors like Peter Woodley making uh, yeah. all these good films like Walkabout. So, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised it didn't get caught up you know, as, a, as a classic in that regard. Like I said, it's a cult classic, definitely, but not a so-called Australian classic. So, yeah, exactly. And, and it's been championed, so, yeah, Mm. Yeah, no, that is true. It does. It does seem. It should seem fitting that it needs to be up in the classics, like you said. It's funny well, though with Walkabout, even and stuff like that. Like it's talked about, mm. but you, you talk to the average Australian bloke, they haven't seen freaking yeah. Walkabout. You know, most people have seen Waking Fright, though. However, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah true. Jimmy Blacksmith never really gets doesn't get much of a mention. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, right. Hopefully now we might be getting more mentions now that it's available on Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a region-free disc, so uh, international listeners, you should uh, definitely pick it up. Yes, international people. Do I think have... we've got one or two of them. Yeah, the <laughs> fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. <coughs> um, what else? Anything else? Oh, it was released uh, 22nd of June, 78 in Australia. There you go. Mm, That's the time. I was one and a half a year old. One and a half? One and a half. I was minus ten. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was You were a developing sperm. Yeah, I was minus thirteen, so I don't think my like sperm developed. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> I was a dirty thought in my dad's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like maybe this could work. Like that's me. It's like Stewie Griffin. What is it, my family guy song? Is that, you know that little twinkle one that his eye? It's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else was interesting about this was um, Pesci before he made this film. I, th- I hope I'm saying his name right. I don't really know. But before he d- did this film, he actually went to America and directed like Roxanne with Steve Martin and yeah, right. films like that. And then he came okay. back and did... Um, oh. Was it Devil's Playground? Yeah, he did Devil's Playground yeah. before this. The Zingo yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, dingo like, one, Angel Cry. Oh, I don't. Yep. I remember the name. Evil yeah. Angels. Evil Angels. That's Angels. Yeah. 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 I was like that. Meryl With Meryl Street. Street. Yeah. yeah. And Sam Neil. Sam Neil, legend. I love yeah. Sam so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam's like an underrated horror actor to me. Mm. I uh, I saw Sam Neil once. He was uh, a long story. He was uh, yeah, around Potts um, uh, Point, Sydney. He was just walking the street. So I did. I wanted to approach him, but I the opportunity but uh no he's he's around he's around well, that's cool. i love that it's like always weird you always want to approach these people but then you just like thinking oh they probably get a lot of dickheads like me just calling up exactly. to them going, hey. no, no. well i was one of them when i was in sydney last actually which was a while ago um we went to byron bay and i saw um um matthew Ke- michael keaton came yeah. from um the castle. castle yeah and i was just like really drunk and i'm just like michael keaton Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton just gave me the rude finger. It's still like, I hold that. I hold that moment close to my heart. Like, it's great. Prime Minister. <laughs> Mr. Prime Minister. 
Hey, how's this serenity get fucked? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Beautiful. Wonderful. Um, easy. Is that it? We can go on to dead kids? Yes. Yeah, yes. I'll be able to go on a strange behaviour. Strange like behaviour. <laughs> 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 uh, it was the first part of the Strange series, but he's only made two films yeah. in the trilogy. Yeah. Strange Invaders, which is pretty... pretty oh, I, I enjoy Strange Invaders. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's yeah, Strange Invaders is a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. 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 I probably almost rated it a little bit higher than this one, to be honest. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. It's good. definitely got better production values. Strange Invaders. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bigger. Um, Alright, so 17th of June, 1982. Australian release. 82? Yeah. I know, right? And the mask of the killer, or the, like, the mask that they wear is um, of the wrestler B actor Tor Johnson. Yeah. Tor. Good old Tor. Oh. Mm. Tor Johnson, the wrestler in the 60s? I know he did um, Plan 9 from Outer Space, the zombie and dude. He did um, the other one. Like the, the other, other film. The other, um... Edward film, yeah. Like, Bride of the Monster? Bride of the um, Monster, yeah. Yeah, Bride of the Monster, yeah. There you go. He's a good man. Uh, first horror film shot in New Zealand. Yeah, apparently. When I read that, I was like, what? And you think about it, like, I couldn't really think of any 70s or 60s horror New Zealand film. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't really consider New Zealand to be that horror place. Well, well you know, Peter like... Jackson. Yeah. yeah, well, I know, that's like, yeah, you know. Choice, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's bad taste. It was what? I, I can't name the exact year. Maybe uh, 87. Yeah. yeah. And then, and, and, but before and then that. Death, death warmed up. I think that was 85, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was the yeah, late 80s, early 90s for that. Yeah, no, fair enough. But yeah, this is such an odd movie. It's it, it, it jumps from like so many different characters where you just kind of like, who am I focusing on here? And yeah. you sort of think, all right, we're focused. Oh yeah, no, nah, they're dead. And then it, <laughs> you kind it's got this weird kind of fifties esque vibe, but then it jumps to like 60s, 70s, and so it's almost like Game of Thrones. Where you're like, I like this character. Oh, they're dead. Yeah, this is a cool cat. Oh, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Fuck the show. <laughs> but, um... It's... I'm not a fan of that myself. No. Nah, I'm, I'm a fan of Vikings more. I like I've it. just watched season one of Game of Thrones, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> season one's only worth watching for Sean Bean, and then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. ah! As in, he dies in everything. <laughs> yeah, Actually, he doesn't die in Stormy Monday. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just got such an odd vibe. And then there's like, I watched it with my housemate Nathan, and he was, he pointed out when the the, the killing happens in the car that the car has no door. It literally has like they've taken off the door of this car. Not really. So it doesn't like ruin the camera angle. Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's really odd. Yeah, keep your eyes open, people who ever watched that. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Missing doors. Missing doors. And the song that is playing as well is like Nathan also picked that up. It was like a 1980s song. So it's yeah. like, you know, got this 50s vibe and then you got this 80s yeah. music. And... <laughs> and like the fucking electronic keyboard and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just can't get enough like tune going in the background. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that dance part scene, that's one hell of a scene. I'll tell you that. 
Mm. <laughs> and I just can't get enough. Dude. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, uh, Klaus Kinski. Klaus Kinski. That German guy that worked with Herzog so much. Yeah. <laughs> turned down the role of Dr. Lee Sangal. Oh, I could see him in the role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, yeah, it's it's just like, a, it's it's a good film. I don't dislike yeah. it. Yeah. But oh, it's no. not anything where I go, fucking, yeah, Dead Kids, greatest film ever. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's fine. Is that how I say it? It's like hard to keep your head, get your head around at first viewing. Because as you said, it's just like things jumping around and... No, not really. It's kind of like, it's completely straight narrative. But you're just like, why is this character here? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lot of space fillers. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Fair it, it's all relevant to a degree, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is uh, his mum. And then there's like one bit where like one of the main characters is um, found dead in the bathroom, and the the mother's going, "Oh, he's like only eleven years old, but he's obviously like twenty something yeah. as well." Which was great. But that's like also she gets murdered and I found that kill quite inventive because it's like a, she's on the phone and it's like a throat slit where she cuts the cord and her neck at the same time. I remember that, yeah. yeah that's cool, that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, running down the stairs, yeah. Yeah. Very Halloween-esque, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, the director, Michael, was an avid Coca-Cola drinker. That's why the drink brand is in it. It's everywhere. That's uh, <laughs> it. Yeah, there's Coca-Cola everywhere in that film. I wonder if... um. They gave Coca-Cola gave him. Fu- I doubt Coca-Cola gave him funding, but we were trying to work that out as well. We're going, why is it like? Is it Coca giving yeah, him money? Yeah, the, the sponsorship going on, but mm. no, no, it's just, no, just an avid drink. I wonder if like that's one of the reasons you think got banned in a way. Cokes are just like this I was never banned. I don't well, know. I mean, like you know, Section Three. So it's just. I think it's the title, Dead Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dead Kids. Well, uh, I was going to ask, like, which title do you guys prefer? Strange Behaviour or Dead Kids? Dead, Dead Kids yeah. has a bit of... Uh, Dead Kids? Dead Kids sounds cooler, but it's, I like Strange it does, Behaviour. It does sound cooler. Yeah, because Strange Behaviour might, like, work more with the film, or what's going on in the film. Yeah, no, because Strange Behaviour does definitely sound more to what the film's about, and I was reading an interview with a guy, and apparently he, he wrote it as Dead Kids, but just because he wanted sort of a commercial sort of value for it, uh, so he could sell it, because obviously slashes were big. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't mind either title. I, I think Dead Kids definitely does sound cool, but yeah, they, they work in each other's favour. Yeah. So I think this probably got picked up because of Dead Kids and the needle in the eye. Yeah, that's right, it was the needle in the eye scene. Yeah. So I, I remember my first release of this that I got was, I think it was a flashback entertainment. Yeah, and it's rated M. Yeah, it's rated M, and it's under Strange with Behavior. That, that awful yellow cover? Or yeah, that awful, yeah. with um, the kid, with the, yeah, in front of the car. I'm a Microsoft Paint, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, Microsoft Paint cover. But, um... <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Microsoft Paint cover uh, done by Luke Edgecombe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Luke. <laughs> yeah, that was his early career. But, um, I kind of think with this as well, though, is, um, it definitely does not deserve its R18+. No. No way. Yeah, because that's, um, Glass Dolls were, like, rating. Uh, Yeah, but Umbrella DVD rating, also R. Yeah, because I don't think it was reclassified. I think they just kept it, so... um, Yeah. Because obviously there's no actual rating advice on it, like, what it actually has. I think it's just one of those old R DVDs. Um, but yeah. 
definitely not an R. No, no way. It's like a hard M. Hard M? If, yeah, just as an M, yeah. Was? Yeah, no. Who did um, VHS, do you know? I don't know. I've got an American VHS of it, I know that. And I believe... I couldn't even tell you what that is. Well, I mean, that's the thing about this film, is, is I just like to mention you know, my experience. Uh, I mean, I, I had never seen it on VHS, because I, I, my video store never had it. I mean, it's a pretty... I, I guess it's a red title, but I never saw it. And I remember... Uh, I was reading this, uh, uh, I think it was like a Fangoria book or something, it's a hundred mm. horror films you've never seen, and I remember seeing Dead in there, and, and I was really intrigued by this New Zealand film, but I couldn't find it, and then um, I think it was maybe 2003 or four or two, and at Easy DVD, if people remember those stores, I, love those stores. <laughs> I, I, I saw Dead Kid DVD on the shelf, and I couldn't believe it, like, oh, it got a release, so, so that was the first time I saw the film, and um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was um, sort of, I, I liked the whole bizarro New Zealand America sort of setting. I, I really liked those films and, and exploitation for that time period um, definitely fits. Like, there's a lot of films that you can tell it's obviously not America and something very unusual about it. Uh, I recently saw a, a new film, for example, Upgrade. Oh, Upgrade? Has anyone seen Upgrade? No, uh, I, I want to see that. My friend raved yeah. about that. Well, it's just a good example because it's supposed to be set in America, but it's obviously not America. It's Melbourne, yeah. But it's got this weird, bizarro sort of America, uh, Australia vibe, and I love those films. Like, yeah. There's something just off about them, and it's really interesting to watch. Yeah, because I, I want to see that, because it's all shot in Melbourne, and it's just like people yeah. saying it doesn't look like Melbourne, so I'm like, no. that's interesting. I'm interested to see, like, what, where they filmed it, if I, like, know any of the places, you know? Yeah. Um, I think they shot New Zealand because apparently they couldn't find also, apparently the story goes they couldn't find American locations or something or they wanted a small town vibe and they thought yeah. New Zealand was perfect yeah, yeah it definitely like it is set in I think yeah Illinois and it does feel yeah. like it could be set in America it doesn't yeah. feel like well I've only been to New Zealand airport so <laughs> I couldn't tell you what New Zealand feels like so but yeah it doesn't feel it does feel like it is in America yeah, um, um, but um, the release to get probably actually is the Glass Doll Films version. Yeah, I'd say Glass oh, Doll. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Glass Doll. There's also a uh, before Glass Doll. There was a Severin Films release. Uh, that's the one I got a few years ago. But yeah, I've also got the Glass Doll one. It's a very good release. I just wish those guys. Mm, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I believe Glass Doll is probably looking like it's more of a dead company now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shout out to Glassdoll. <laughs> if you're still around in the back. Hey, uh, yeah, today you, you're waiting for that pieces release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting, man. This is bloody killing me. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for like Bojack Horseman season three release. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting for um, Cinema Cult to do bloody Demons one and two and fucking Brain Dead yeah. like that from so many years ago. Oh, that's right. They did too. Mm. Oh, and uh, don't forget to pick up Snapshot. Oh, I mean, not available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm Neon Maniacs as well. It's coming soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. Um, here we go. Uh, the license plate on the character Waldo's Thunderbird. Notif- noticeable for a second. The, the license plate tag says N2Z262. So two years later in Risky Business, 
Uh, Tom Cruise license plate was also an Illinois plate with the same number. Uh-huh. So, Whoa. there you go. <laughs> bit, of, bit of pub ammo right there. Pub yeah. ammo. Yeah. So I guess it was made in Illinois. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just a f- like I was trying to like think about more things to say about this yeah. film, and it's just it's really like. You know, they've obviously got Louise Fletcher in there from, um... Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest fame. Yeah, uh, fucking Flowers in the Attic and... Flowers in the Attic and stuff like that, yeah. 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 Because it had some name. This is... Yeah. What's her name? Well, I know the director really loved the, the main character. He was in Strange Behaviour as well, I think. No, sorry, Strange Charm Invaders and, um... I think it was, yeah. And his other film that he did, which I don't remember the title. Yeah. yeah he- he hasn't done much to direct. I mean, he, he, it's really weird because in the seventies he produced a really a lot of classic films like Two Lane Blacktop, and, mm. like, and then he kind of just made these two films that kind of vanished. Yeah, really yeah. I know, right? And like Two Lane Blacktop is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He didn't do much, did he? Nah. No. That's right. Mes- and yeah. He wrote like a comedy in two thousand one or something. It's yeah, it's Town and Country. He was yeah. a producer. Yeah, he pretty much like produced in late sixties, early seventies. Uh, wrote in the eighties, directed in the early eighties, and that's it. And did a shitty comedy in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. just just weird. came back for that one comedy. <laughs> yeah, would have been perfect filmography. It's, it's got a decent cast as well. He needs to make his third strange film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, should, he should like kickstart that or something. Like, I'd be very uh, interested. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, strange uh, behaviour. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I I really like the film, always have. Uh, you know, it, like like Simon said, it, it's a bit of a strange film. It, it's very unusual. Um, I think it puts a lot of people off guard because the first first third of it's like a slasher, traditional slasher, then it just becomes something else. Almost mm. like, like, like kind of like a 1950s. And, and the villain reminds me of sort of like a Peter Cushing, Vincent Price, like sort of 50s villain. It, it's very unusual, but uh, it, it all comes together. I, I really like it always been a big fan of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to look for a release on thing VHS. Oh, yeah, finding Aussie tapes online is, is never never easy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, it just... The US... Even on Google Images, it always goes to like US or German or something. Yeah. Um, I tried before the show, I couldn't find anything. I don't know if it even had one. Uh, it says a film released uh, VHS on... RCA Columbia Pictures Home Video, but I think that's an American. That's the American that, one. That's the American yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, well, can't even well, say. Because the UK one, I think it was like a pre-cert, and I think it just had the shitty cover, like the barn and the lightning strike or something. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, not a very good cover. <laughs> yeah, this is probably why it says um the sound. Ah, uh, not about releases, but the music. Well, Tangerine Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tangerine Dream. Songs are The Ritz, Jumping Out the Window by Pop Mechanics, Shivers by The Birthday Party. It's actually not The Birthday Party, though. It's a cover. Oh, um, okay. There you go. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, um, I've found that every film with it, almost every film with a Tangerine Dream soundtrack has some kind of release issues. Yeah. No, so I remember... It was, I think it was Michael Mann's Thief took years to get a proper release because of the soundtrack, so... Really? Yeah, something's up. Michael Mann's The Keep. Still no release. <laughs> the Keep, yeah, I think Tangerine Dream. <laughs> I can yeah, do. Alright. 
Maybe. And Sorcerer as well. Look, I'm looking at yes. their Wikipedia page and they're past, they have about fucking 20 past members. So, I don't know, what's going on here? Yeah, there's some rights issues, I'm sure. Hmm. <laughs> well, they have been going on since 67. There you go. German band as well. Yeah. Bloody Germans. They're a great band. I like them a lot. Yeah, fantastic band. There you go. Fuck. Okay, so stay away from Tangerine Dream when you make a film. <laughs> <laughs> no, use them, but just be... Just, yeah, be careful. Oh, if, if, if anyone can help us, uh, because it's weird, then so-called Ozploitation film didn't get a proper release. I'd be interested. Um, it's rather, mm. rather interesting. Yeah, it's funny sometimes, though, with um, the old VHS releases, because I remember I was a huge advocate for Force Video back in the day, because they just released shit like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Mm. It shows the sell-through, but it was like, you couldn't get that film anywhere else. And No, you find it on a little little market in the shopping centre. Yeah, yeah, and they'd have heaps <laughs> of weird stuff there, like um, Walter yep. Hill's Street Fighter under Hard Times yep. and stuff like that. Like, you just be yeah. like, yeah, they actually had great movies. Yeah. Just not yeah. the best quality Oops. releases or anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them were just like, and sometimes they were just like, you know, either VHS ripped or they were actual just copies of the US did. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Mmm. Mmm. There you go. Beer and pizza rating? Ah, oh, ratings. Ratings. Oh, there's this. Yeah, is there any nudity? We have to do nudity as well. Have we got nudity? <laughs> I don't think there was nudity. There was nudity in Jimmy Blacksmith. Yeah. Period dramas. Gotta have it. <laughs> there is a lot of Aboriginal tit and one white girl tit. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Beer and pizza rating. Which one are we doing first? Um, uh, we'll all start with Dead Kids. Kiri, you go. Dead Kids? No, nah, wait, you can wait. John, you're the guest. You go first. <laughs> Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I would say a, uh, I would say a large meat lovers, extra bacon, and uh, six pack. Whoa, six pack. What beer? Uh, for this film, uh, maybe just a super dry. Super dry. Han super yeah. dry. Oh. Han super dry. It's not a real beer, but. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a beer. I think it makes up for like the meat lovers. The meat lovers make up for the it. The meat though. lovers makes up. That's how I feel about. This very uneven but I, I still like it <laughs> that's actually the best beer of pizza review I've ever had because <laughs> I'm just like yeah it's a six pack because it could be that pissed to watch it <laughs> or it's a six pack because it's that good <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah no, nah, I don't know what I'd give it I'd probably give it like I'm like fitty fitty yeah I'd probably give it like a I got medium and four beers I'd go medium and six beers Six beers is my minimum anyway, so... It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not nowadays, though. I had, like, three clients the other night, and I was a bit tanked, so... Oh, mate, you're losing <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm getting old. Um, what about Chant? A Chant? It's what? not a beer and pizza movie. No, it's not. No, that, that's more like a... Cheese and crackers. Like a, a tea and, and chocolate weed sort of movie. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, tea. Uh, I like chamomile. With, like, calamile and vanilla. Fucking look at yeah. you, fancy fans. Mate, I'm English. What <laughs> <Bloody> the hell? <laughs> it's the Any English coffee, in me. Your coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, offended by this film. 
<laughs> you gonna go marching the street now? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up to Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, I demand justice for Jimmy Blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Hey, he recently died, didn't he? Who? Yeah, the actor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, not too long ago. There you go. Huh. So, if, is, sadly, to Tommy. sadly, if you're an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, you probably can't watch the movie anymore. Because it's bad. It's like, I don't think you can listen to this podcast. It's bad spirit to, like, view images of the dead. Yeah. 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 yeah they usually put a they warning wait. at the start of, like, movies like that or docos or TV shows. They normally do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they normally do that for a lot of stuff, but, um, I guess they... Is it the start of the blue? I doubt it. It's the start of the blue, right? No, no they yeah. didn't have it. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say so. No. Anything on ABC used to have it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Or SBS or whatever, yeah. Pretty much. Um. T, yeah. <laughs> we still on tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it just a fucking black tea with a little bit of milk and two sugars. Very nice. Yeah, that's how bushels, I have my mate. yeah bush. That's how I have my bushels. Yeah, I gotta have my latte. It's it's a one latte film for me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strong cap strong cappuccino and, and place it maybe one or two chocolate wieners. Mm. <laughs> well, it's just a, a strong cat with like two marshmallows at the top <laughs> with okay. the cocoa I kind of do want to jump back to Jimmy Blacksmith though because I actually thought the the last shot of Jimmy when he's in the you know the, the prison being interviewed or whatever and you see that yeah. his jaws being busted in yeah. it's a great effect it looks really good yeah, yeah. It's, it really looks like someone's had their face busted in it's really oh, like special, yeah, it's really makeup. well done yeah yeah no Exactly. I, I like I like the last third because it comes it becomes almost like an outlaw sort of western film, um, which which is mm. really good and um, and yeah, it, it, it becomes quite surreal at the end when he has that he starts to trip out and uh, no, it's, I, I really like the movie. Yeah, easy. Right, so that's it for this episode. Yeah, I think so. And we'll be back in for... about fifteen minutes for our <laughs> second. But not for the listeners. <laughs> no, but... Uh, um, for in seminoid. And contamination. contamination. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I I spent today watching both of them, and yeah, it was, you'll know it was our thoughts <laughs> <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this will start our science fiction nasties list. Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah, this is the start of our aliens. Yeah, the alien yeah. sequence. That's right. I forgot about that. I just can't wait for Night Beast. And I can't believe that's on the list, but I fucking love Don Dola's Night Beast so much. I have to borrow that to watch it. Yeah, I've got it. Fuck yeah. It's, I think it's what? actually worth a little bit of money, maybe, that DVD I've got. It's like, apparently it's worth like 50, 60 bucks. US. <laughs> I know. And it's fucking trauma film as like, well. I got it for like 10 bucks on eBay years ago. Yeah, but that was years ago, so. Yeah. Seriously. I've got, I've got the tape of that. I've got the, um, I think it's like a late eight, early '90s tape. It's a re-release, yellow. Uh, it, it's definitely not the original release. Yeah, the original release of that on VHS was Prestige. Yes, that's right. You know, I've got the second release uh, tucked away somewhere. Mm. There you go. All right. Um, easy. Done. Rock and roll. Right. Rock and roll. Um, yeah. Give us the likes. No, I'm gonna say that shit. 
Shout out to William Roadley, you're a mad cunt. <laughs> Shout out to William Roadley. Every episode, and thanks, yeah, <laughs> thanks to our um, mate John for John Matthews for joining us on this podcast. All the way from Sydney. Yeah, we flew him in. We flew him in without. <laughs> No, it was worth it. Yeah, no, we got a lot of podcast money from the last few episodes, so, you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just rolling in. <laughs> Just rolling in, like, black neon and, like, glass door film money and shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the shout-outs. It's actually just William Rowley gives us $800 per shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. All right, sweet. Thank you. See you guys. Yeah. Should. Bye bye.